Yo, it's Sam. You said, who are you? Well, guess what? You're about to find out. I'm super excited that you're here for this conversation that we about to have. You're about to find out who I am, where I come from, who my people's be, who my mama, my daddy is. So go ahead. I want you to be like me. Grab something to eat, grab something to drink, and let's talk. Yo, what's good? Yes, it is Sam, and I'll say welcome to all y'all to this new podcast. And you know, today is nothing better than a day for you to get to know who I am, where I come from, and like I said earlier, who who my family is. Like, you know, just to get to know me. So, like, let's just jump right in so we can get this going. Some of you who are listening already, it's probably because I sent you a message. And if you didn't get a message from me, uh, thank the person who sent you this message that you get to talk with me. I mean, I'm just checking. I was kind of cocky when I said it. But yeah, you say, okay, who is Sam? Sam, um, I'm just a little old country guy from Goldston, North Carolina. Um, you know, and, you know, I grew up with my grandma, my grandmother, grandfather is what I call them. But they're really my great uncle, my great uncle and my great aunt. And um, I love them to pieces. So I, I call them grandma and granddaddy. So I was fortunate to grow up with them. And so, yeah, that's about, like, you know who I am. Like, you know, I'm a fun-loving guy who likes to have, like, of course, if I'm fun-loving, I like to have fun. I don't understand when people say, oh, I'm fun-loving, and then they're all, like, bitter and don't know what they're doing. Like, it gets boring. So, but, like, yeah, I'm a fun-loving guy who really, like, loves to have a good time. Now, when I get serious and focused, like, you know, I can do that. But for the most part, you know, I'm pretty cool, level-headed, and um, I'm passionate about certain things, it's, um, such as like you know, like school rights, children rights, it's like politics, you know, family, you know, the freedom of religion, and like you know, different things, and you know, like it's just important to have everybody to understand, like you know, we're not just in this world by ourselves, but we're in this world together. So let's make this the best place ever, um, wherever that may be. So. Yeah, that's like who I am, and I told you like you know, like I said, I was from Go- I am from Goldston, North Carolina, and just to give you a little bit of background on Goldston, Goldston was a excuse me, is a town, and in the 2010 census, it only had 268 citizens. Yes, 268 citizens, and you know one of the coolest things about it is. Like, you know, with Goldston, you know, everybody knows everybody, but that's also, like, the downfall of it. Everybody does know everybody. And if you want a personal business, guess what? You're not going to get it. Everybody's going to, like, if you have a wreck, like, let's talk about if you have a wreck, 9 times 10 is going to be on the corner of Hillcrest and Main Street in Goldston because, like, right where Rufus's is, y'all, if you haven't ate there, you need to eat at Rufus's. I don't care if you have to travel eight hours. It's worth it. Um, but, like, there's not even a caution light. There's no stoplights. Um, and there's only stop signs. And right there, Rufus's is, is so, like, it's so good. Like, you know, like, like you would probably, it's so good that you would be right there in Middletown. It's not good that you had a wreck. But, like, you, that would be where you get the most publicity if it's before 9 p.m. Goldston shuts down at, like, 9.30. And so, like, your chances of getting seen are going to be slim to none, but you're more likely to be seen there than you are anywhere else. Because, like, Goldston, like, you know, is literally the epitome of a small town here in America. Um, 
you know, it is one of the best places I can say for me to grow up because it gave me the, like, you know, the one-on-one touch that I needed as a kid. Um, yeah, because, like, I wasn't, like, a, I wasn't, like, a horrible kid, but I wasn't, like, the best kid either. But it gave me the opportunity to, like, you know, get to learn different things, get to see, meet some, um, meet some people, and just go from there. Um, you know, like, like, you know, like, school life there was, I went to, like, technically three different schools. So, in Golston, it's a K-8. Yeah, kindergarten through eighth grade. So, your middle school is your elementary school, elementary school. And so, like, you know, like, one of the coolest factors of that was while I was there, I don't know how it is now, but whenever um, whenever I started kindergarten, I started in the kindergarten building. And the kindergarten building, at, the, at, a time, at its time, had its own computer lab. And, like, you know, it was state-of-the-art at that time. Now it would be, like... <laughs> so ancient like you know just to let you know what it was state of the art you remember when we had like not the um not the hard disk but the the original floppy disk like that were really floppy yes that's what you had to um you had to insert that floppy disk in order to play the game and you had to cut the computer on after you had inserted and turned a little knob down yes that's what we had it was state of the art we had our own computer lab in kindergarten well whenever i had got to the seventh eighth grade literally like that computer lab ended up being the seventh and eighth grade science class. Yes. And who taught our science club? None other than our PE teacher. Yes, our PE teacher taught our science class. And just to let you know, PE, you're like, okay, well, that's not nothing crazy. But our PE teacher was not just our PE teacher, it was kindergarten through eighth grade. So, like, our schedules had to work around his, like, teaching the other classes and it's like crazy like literally you know if you're from a small town you understand that they have what's called combo classes and like you know so at times you would see um like the combo classes would be like you have kindergarten and then you have first grade you would never have a combo of those two but once you get to second grade you may have had a second third combo class or either a third fourth combo class and like there was never like no fourth fifth, but there was a fifth sixth combo as well as a sixth seventh combo, and like so it was so much fun. Like you know, it was essential that you could be in a combo class, and you say, okay, like who got chosen for those classes? Normally you were an AIG student, and I mean, so I never got chosen. <laughs> so I guess like I was not an AIG student, but like you know, those combo classes were, like you know, from what the sounds of it, they were really fun, and most of those kids. They had to focus because, like, I mean, imagine, like, your teacher is splitting up his or her time teaching, like, you know, half of your class one thing while having to teach the other half of the class something completely different. I would never, ever, ever, ever want to be um, one of those teachers that have to teach combo classes because it takes a skill. Like, I mean, like, it takes a certain artwork to get it be successful. Um, so yeah, that was just Waters, you know, home of the Cubs. And then, you know, whenever I got older and, you know, I, like I just said, I wasn't the most studious um, person as well as I had attitude issues when I was growing up. And um, I ended up going to an alternative school. It's called um, SAGE, Students Achieving Greater Education. That's what it stands for then. I'm, I'm not sure if they have changed it as of yet, but SAGE was an influential part of my life, you know. I had heard about Sage and so many different times, you know, people were like, oh, Sage this, Sage that. 
And to be honest with you, Sage was one of the best experiences I ever had. Um, now, there were teachers I did not like. There were, um, like, you know, faculty and, and staff members I didn't like. There was, like, like just like my wife, like, there was one teacher who, like, everybody else seemed to love her, and I hated her. Like, I, she was just, like, nasty to me. And I was, like, yo, like, trying to figure out, like, what is this trick's problem? Yes, I called her a trick. Um, but, like, you know, it was so, like, Sage, like, I got to meet one of the greatest, like, actually, like, some of the greatest men there. Um, there's a teacher by the name of Mr. Wiggins, and Mr. Wiggins was, like, the coolest dude. Like, you know, everybody got one with Mr. Wiggins. Like, like for real, though, like, Mr. Wiggins was that, like, you know, whenever you, like, you don't want to disappoint somebody because they believe in you, that was Mr. Wiggins. He believed in everyone. Like, if you were a human being, Mr. Wiggins believed in you. And so, like, you know, he was awesome. And then, like, one of the other people who I didn't like at first because, I mean, his attitude was very similar. Actually, it wasn't similar to mine. He was just challenging me. Um, Mr. Schreiner. Mr. Schreiner was one of those um, teachers who was like, yo, I'm going to take you outside your comfort zone to actually teach you something different. Um, he called me arrogant at first. He said, hey, Mr. Arrogant. I was like, uh, What? You calling me arrogant? Of course not. Not me. In all hindsight, I was completely arrogant. You know, I was a teenage kid, hormones changing, and like this dude literally called me out. My like, not like my character, like not my name, but my character. And Mr. Um, Mr. is trying to really like took his time and made sure that I understood what I was going through and like I knew what was going on. There's this class called Applied Physics, and it was the only class I had with him. He taught other different, he taught other classes, but I had Applied Physics with him, which was pretty much a glorified physical science. Um, and that's where I got to learn his teaching style, and he had this favorite pen, y'all. And I will never forget, like, you know, he said, nobody can write with this pen because it has gotten used to me. I was like, there's no way this pen has got become accustomed to you. And it was one of those, like, you know, it was a modern feather tip pen. Um, so it wasn't, like, an actual feather tip, but it did have, like, the refillable ink where you had to put ink in it, like a feather tip, like, would when you're writing with it. And, y'all, it wrote so smooth because, you know, I was that kid. I wanted to try it, and he left it on his desk one day when he went out of the classroom. And I sure did write my name with it, y'all. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, and then he didn't know I, he did know I wrote with it because I the note on his desk yes i did <laughs> so like you know this like, it was so cool and then like from there you guys i also like while i was in school i played basketball in middle school for like a half a year and you know basketball wasn't my thing you know like you know you can talk to the rest of my family about it but mm -mm, i don't really like basketball um but like while going to um, stage like you know you can play which was not from the school you could play sports for your um, local high school if you met the academic standards of everyone else. Um, so, like, you know, I, my freshman year, I played soccer, and I play, um, my freshman year, I played soccer, I wrestled, and then I ran track. Um, soccer, I love it. I played it all four years of high school. Um, track, I just did it my freshman year, and I only wanted to do it just so I could do something with my cousins. Uh, for one year and so like you know I ran track which I never did again and in track I did the 100 the 4x1 triple jump and long jump um, 
I was actually like, you know, the only thing I was really good at was like the um, triple jump. Um, the 100, uh-uh. I don't like running. Like, you know, I really don't like running. Like, when I say I really don't like running, I hate it. <laughs> like, one of the things that sucks about it is like, yeah, like, I don't like getting like sweaty, but like, you know, that's part of the whole sports aspect of life. And whenever I guess, whenever I was wrestling, and whenever I was, um, like, you know, playing soccer, it didn't really hit me that much that I was sweating because there was like an intent, like, you know, I gotta beat this other dude or what I'm doing, or chick, because I did wrestle a chick once. <laughs> so, like, I had to, like, um, like with, with uh, running track, you know, it wasn't like that. And, you know, playing, being able to play sports for your home high school was actually a good transition thing for me because I got to make friends before. I mean, yeah, I went to, I went to um, elementary middle with um, some of these people, but you know, when you go to high school, like in a small in a small county like Chatham County, North Carolina, um, you only had three high schools. You may, um, we may have had like not eight or nine or 10 um, elementary slash middle schools um, in the county. So you would merge. Like, so for Chatham Central, it took all of J.S. Waters, all of Bonley, and all of Bennett, as well as it took half of Silk Hope. Um, and so, like, you know, you got to meet different people from different areas because, you know, like, with your elementary school or your middle school, you literally got to meet the people who were in your area. And typically you all, you, like, for the most part, you all felt the same way about certain things. And I'm not saying, like, you know, you all believe the exact same things, but yeah, like, you know, like we got to meet other people from other parts of the county and, you know, which came from different areas like you know like we i need to stop saying you know like sorry y'all <laughs> but like like so like you know whenever <laughs> i just said it again you know whenever we we come together we would like be like i'm trying to figure out the best way to say that it would it would be pretty much be like you know we have to become a cluster of different ideas and you know one of the things that we had to deal with while i was at um like you know while i was at Chatham central was like you know racial issues and fortunately for me, whenever, like, before I had, like, actually officially changed schools, there was a, like, a day where there was a lot of racial, like, racially focused stuff. And, you know, Mr. Eldridge was, was the principal. Um, he was phenomenal at dealing with that. He created what's called CARE. Um, I can't remember the acronym for CARE, but I just know, like, you know, they used to call us the CARE Bears, because our mascot was Bears at Chatham Central. Um, he, it was pretty much like, you know, a teacher elected student council. And he, him and the other te and the teachers who were in there said, hey, we need to make our school better and make it more of a melting pot versus just more of like, this is, what, this is who you hang out with and that's it. And when, that was one of the greatest things that he ever did was like to establish that because without having the boundaries, sorry, I hit the microphone, without having the boundaries of, hey, you need, you need to step outside of your comfort zone and stop. I mean, yeah, you're going to see it with who you sit with at lunch, but start talking to other people, figure out what's going on. And, you know, one of the greatest things about me being me, I mean, I, that was so cocky when I just said that, but one of the things I like about myself um, is that like you, my grandmother and my grandfather did not tell me to pretty much like, you know, only stick to these certain type of people. When, when I was in uh, middle school, actually, one of my closest friends growing up, his name was Elliot. Elliot came to J.S. Waters and he was not a Christian. It's like, okay, cool, there's somebody different. 
and not being a Christian, like, you know, for me, it was like, it was okay. It's like, hey, you know, we should show love and be friends to everybody because everybody is important. And my friend Elliot, he was Buddhist. And one of the coolest things that he, like, he did was he introduced me to the world of Buddhism. And I'll get into that later on. But, like, you know, like, that was one of the coolest things. Like, one time I got to Chatham Central, it wasn't nothing weird about having a friend who didn't practice the same religion as you. And we did, I mean, you know, growing up in the small, I just told you, Ghost only had 268 people. But, like, you know, this high school had, like, at its largest, which was my senior year, had 500 people. And then three dropped out, and you knew who those three were because it's still a small high school. So we, um, like, you know, Mr. Eldridge, we did a really good job of trying to um, intermingle and, I don't know, like, I was like, I was like, cross, um, cross around these lines of more than just race but also religion as well as like you know we all had our own different political aspects of things even you know like politics now are nothing different from whenever you run for a school student council and other stuff like that so you know mr eldridge did a really good job at teaching us like how to blend with everyone else we had um like at chatham central we had people in this small school we had Buddhists, we had Christians, we had atheists, we had Muslims, we had uh, excuse me, Muslims. Um, we had like we had like a lot of different religions. We had Hindu, but like we did not completely understand what uh, what was going on. You know, we're, our minds are still growing into the aspect that these people don't think like us, and they don't practice like the same thing we do. Like one of the coolest things that. I had the opportunity of observing was one of my friends, Ahmad, who was Muslim, um, he literally, like, practiced, I mean, not practiced, but he did the whole season of Ramadan while we were um, playing soccer. And he's like, yeah, I'm fasting, and he started talking to me about Ramadan and, like, the whole um, Muslim culture with it, with it. And I was like, oh, shoot, I mean, that's similar to what, like, my grandma and granddaddy did for a season, like, you know. It was, like, it was like totally mind-boggling that somebody else who um, who believes differently did something similar to what I did. One of the coolest things is that like um, Ahmad was not originally American. He was uh, he's originally from Egypt. So I like you know I did the word game with him. I said, "Oh shoot, he's an African American, legitimately, not just like." We wanted to be called African-American. He was legitimately an African that came to America. Um, if you don't, and for those of you who are listening, if you don't know, Egypt is part of Africa. Um, look at your continent. You know, Mr. Neil, he taught us that in social studies back in the fifth grade. He said, make sure you know that Egypt is part of Africa. It's, uh, you know, people, a lot of people consider it the Middle East. Nope, it's on the continent of Africa. That's my little thing about Africa right there, y'all. But like, we literally had fun at Chatham Central. Um, we had some, we did have issues. There were teachers I did not like. Anyway, there's one that I still like, don't too particularly care for, who holds a position in the county um, for the school or for the school board. But like, it was so cool getting to know everyone, and I'm really super excited that I did get to know everyone, as well as we had fun. I mean, we were a competitive school. We, I mean, to be a small 1A school, we literally went after everything we could. Our wrestling program was 
pretty phenomenal. It was just as big, if not bigger, than the football program at one point. Um, the football team wasn't the best, but like, you know they did what they did. They got better over time. But yeah, we like, we did that. You know now I'm on my tenure of schools. But like you know that was like the whole growing up aspect of things. Like with like you know the education wise as well as you know like my family. Like I love my family. You guys, there is nothing more important to me than family. And family is just not like you know my bloodline. Family is whoever I really talk to. Um, like you know, of course, like you know, I want to like you know, if you grew up in a church, you understand, give an honor to God, who's the first head of my life and all that other stuff. Um, I never said any of that stuff, so uh, I probably couldn't even quote it right. But um, like you know, I want to like honor like my biological mother. Yes. Y'all, my mother is Nita Hedden, and she um, she passed in October of 2020. 2020 was just a year, y'all. And, you know, she wasn't, like, the one who raised me, but she was there, definitely there in my life. And it was, she was an influence for me. So, you know, yeah, Mom, but I would say if you're listening, but you know she's not. So, like, you know, not trying to make light of the situation, but, like, you know, like, I know she would be proud that I'm actually doing this, doing something that, like, I've been talking about for years, doing something similar to. But, yeah, um, so my mom, like, you know, had handed me to my um, great aunt and uncle, which would be, they call him Uncle T, Aunt Willa May. That sounds so weird coming out of my mouth. But um, I call them Grandma and Granddaddy. Yeah, literally, Grandma and Granddaddy. Like, there's nobody, there's not another man who can compare to my granddaddy. There's not another woman who can compare to my grandma. Um, I say grandma. I really don't ever say grandma. I, I say grandma. Like, raw, raw. So, like, but my granddaddy was, like, the one who, like, in the matter of 13 years while he, while I was alive, he was living, he taught me so much. He, this man made me crawl underneath the house. I hate snakes. I hate spiders. All that. I mean, I'm, I'm not, like, squeamish over spiders, but I'm squeamish over snakes. Um, he had me underneath the house fixing things. I didn't know what I was doing. He, he taught me through it. Stuff that I still use today, actually. Um, he would have me outside, um, like, you know, chopping wood because we had a fire. Uh, we didn't have a fireplace. We had a wood stove. And the best thing about a wood stove, y'all, y'all know when the lights go out in the country, they do not come on very quickly, especially when you live at the end of the dirt end road. Um, excuse, I mean, the end of the dead end road. And it's a dirt road at certain points. And so, like, you know, we actually were able to cook some stuff. Like, you know, we couldn't fry nothing. But, I'm assuming we couldn't bake nothing, but we could cook. Grandma would be cooking on top of that wood stove. And you know, once you touched it once, that you, like, literally, you never want to touch that stove again. Because, you know, I just didn't. But, like, you know, I love my granddaddy. He taught me so much. And I'm so proud to have him as my grandfather. As well as, like, you know, with my grandmother, like, my grandmother is my heart. And you'll eventually hear her on here because I do want to talk to her, um, like, about, like, you know, the differences of, like, how she raised kids differently as well as how she dealt with the, um, like, just life in general. Um, my grandmother is extremely wise in my eyes um, as well as, like, I just wanted to make sure that, you know, she, like, my grandmother talks now to everybody one my grandmother did not meet a stranger so she talks that i talk all the time but it's really her fault because she taught me how to talk and taught me to be friendly 
So if she wanna blame it on anybody, she can blame it on herself. But I love my grandmother. She's 87 as of this moment. Yes, she celebrated her 87th birthday back in January. And what sucked was when she celebrated her birthday, I had COVID. Yes. So um, the other half and I both had COVID at the same time. And I was like, my grandmother's birthday, what are we gonna do? Well, fortunately, we had already ordered her birthday present on Amazon, and it was scheduled to be delivered to her house. And, you know, my grandmother, we told her, don't open it, because it arrived on the 15th, and her birthday is the 16th. And my grandmother called me, and she's like, she said, I want to open it so bad. But, you know, she did. She didn't wait. I know she didn't wait. She told me she did, but we ordered her a tracksuit, and she loved it. But you, my grandmother, was, it's amazing to have somebody that has been through so much, like coming from the 30, 1930s to here we are in the 2020s. And she's able to talk about a lot of different things. She's lived through Jim Crow laws of the past and Jim Crow laws of the present, as well as the racial reform. She got to see Martin Luther King um, like, you know, she got to see him himself as well as she got to see President Obama, which was like, you know, the dream and then the reality. And so like, you know, the dream come to pass and you know, whatever your political views are, like you do that. But like that for her, you know, as, as black people, as a culture, that was important, that is important. So my grandmother was extremely happy. I'm extremely happy to have her alive to give history and stuff like that. Cause my grandmother's mind is like amazing. She can go back all the way to like some like things to the 40s and tell us about it. And that's pretty cool. You know, and so like, I could talk about my grandmother all day, but I also have a little brother. My little brother, Daniel, shout out to, to D. Yes, I have a little brother who I, I do got to put this plug in here. I look better than. <laughs> so like he literally, you know, he's, he's a little brother. I'm so proud of him. Like, y'all, he's doing his thing. He, he's growing up and has grown up to be a man. That I, that I respect and honor. And so, man, I love you, man. You know, I love you to life and I love you until infinity and beyond. And he always, when I say I love you, he always says, love you always. And that's the thing, you know, since we lost our mother, like, you know, we had different like, relationships with her. He grew up with her and I grew up, um, I grew up with her around. But like, it was different. And, you know, each mother and each ch child has a different relationship. And, I'm super proud of him. Like, you know, I, I, there are things that I, he deals with, there's things I deal with, but there's nothing like being able to say, hey, text you. Matter of fact, while I'm recording this, I'm going to text him, hey, I love you, bro. Just because at the end of the day, like there's nothing better than love. There's nothing better than love. Um, and I really do love my little brother. Like, you know, he, he he's, he's a good man. So whoever he marries is gonna be, he's gonna have a, a, excuse my French, a hell of a husband. So like you know, he's gonna, it's gonna be great. As well as you know, I, I just love my little brother. Um, like you know, understand that little brother. Like you know, if you grew up in the Goldston, you heard of the street called Tough Street. Um, you knew that all the people who were on Tough Street were part of the Rees family. And you know, you said like the Rees family. Yes, we're part of the one big old family. And that you didn't really mess with the Reese family. You, like, we, we could deal with our own quarrels within ourselves, 
but you don't mess with my family. I mean, no matter what, like, we were, like, one game, and one game, it wasn't like it was something new. Like, literally, if you go back to whenever my mother's age group and before then, like, they literally would have to talk to you about, like, you know, what to do. They would literally talk to you and be like, like, okay, this is what's going on, blah, blah, blah. If somebody roll up, be prepared. That's what they did. And then they expect us not to be bad. Y'all, they expect us. Like, and you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. I'm fortunate to be grow up with the greatest crew of our cousins. Yes, the greatest. You know, I'm talking about none other than my cousin Nakia, my, my cousin Vincent, who we call man, my cousin Shamika, a.k.a. Mika, Tara Nese, which is Turkey Nese, Jasmine, Brittany, Erica, Kayshawn. I'm trying to think, like, you know, who I, I, that's who I grew up with as well. That was, like, the crew that age group-wise I was with. And then, like, right up, right above us, you have Sharika, um, Sharika, Shonda, Tasha, Denise, Sandman, uh, Sherry, LeBette, Kim, uh, you know, that crew. And then you got, like, all of our parents. And you like, literally, like, what's cool is, like, you mess with one of us, you literally mess with all of us, no matter which generation you dealt with. So it was just amazing just to, like, grow with, like, such an amazing family who actually always supported you, no matter what. Like, you know, when I made some, or when I made, wow, let me get my words together. When I decided to announce, like, you know, some things that was going on in my life, um, not nothing new, but my family was super supportive, and, like, including my grandmother, um, she may have not um, outwardly supported me at first, but she has always supported me for the most part. And, um, you know, my cousins, my, my cousins always had my back. They always defended me. They always they stood up for me. And I love my family. I forgot two people in my circle of Asians. That's Iceland Pansy, y'all. They're the ones who taught us how to fight. They would beat all of us up and make sure that if we didn't win our fights, they would beat us up. So we had to win fights in order to be related to them. But, you know, that was, like, that's literally my, like, family, like, my cousins, as well as family is not just, like, like I said earlier, not just blood. Family is something, like, some people who you connect with over years. Like, I consider Elliot family. He's a brother. Um, I have a friend who's passed away named Brandon. He was a brother. My best friend is, his name is JD. Yes, JD is, like, like, that's a bro for real. He, like, me and him, literally, like, you know, that's like, I would say uh, the N-word, but like, yeah, but I'm not going to, because I'm trying to work out my vocabulary, because it's not really good um, to, to so it's not really good to say it, and not a lot of other people say it. But yeah, I love JD, like, you know, him and his wife, Kira, they're an amazing couple, and I really, like, appreciate them. Like, they've done stuff for me that, you know, I know some blood family wouldn't even do. I mean, so, like, I really love my best friend, J.D., and his wife, Kira, his um, daughter, uh, Janera, his son, C.J., um, like, they, they are family family. Not only them, like, you know, I got my boy, Rashad, my boy, Isaiah, uh, like, literally, like, there's so many others. Like, I do have another good friend who I can't wait. Like, you know, next week, y'all, his wife is going to be our guest on here. So uh, my friend Zach and his wife, Amanda, they are family family. They're another family, like, who done stuff for me that I know blood family wouldn't do. 
And like, you know, over the years, you're gonna, you're gonna have ups and downs with friends. You're gonna have ins and outs with friends, and it's cool. But like, it's good to have friends who are family. Like, you know, you create your own family. And that's one of the unique things. And like, one of the other things is like, I love like who, I love how they accept who I am. Not saying like, you know, that I wanna force, any, force them to accept anything, but they allow me to be me, which is important. You know, like whenever you get your friends who become your friends' family, um, like even if you celebrate like Thanksgiving and stuff like that, it's good to have people who actually accept you for being you because if you can't be you, then you're like, you're not being truthful to yourself. You're not being truthful to anyone else. And one of the greatest things was that like these, these people accepted Sam. They didn't accept the, like they, they they knew the church Sam, they knew the work Sam, they knew all this other stuff, like uh, the different many Sam's that like I presented myself. But when it comes down to the end of the day, whenever I have to put, like, I don't want to have to be the professional person. I don't want to have to be the, like, you know, the, the religious person. I can just be like, yo, who I authentically am, like, you know, the raw version of Sam. They're willing to accept and deal with who I am. And so, like, you know, I guess, like, some of all this stuff today is, like, this is who I am. And, you know, it's important that we get to know who we are as individuals and then accept who we are. Once we accept ourselves, we're able to have other people accept us. And sometimes they accept us before we even accept ourselves. And get out there and, like, fall in love with yourself, fall in love with uh, who you are and have friends who fall in love with who you are. Yes, some of your friends may not understand some of the things you do, but it's okay. Like, you know, we don't have to understand what our friends do. We just have to know that, hey, oh, that's my boy no matter what. Um, blah, 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 blah. I have never really said that right there. But, like, you know, like, literally, it's good to have that family. And, um, like, until, like, next time, y'all, we're going to be talking about some goal setting and reaching different things. That's what we're going to talk about with Amanda next week, y'all. So, go out there, family, and get your, like, and create your, your best version of you um, for this week. You know, it may change next week, but, like, yo, hey, it's cool. And fall in love with yourself. Be sure to share this with your friends, family, people you don't like, people you do like, um, and we'll talk next week. And so don't forget, you're talking with Sam, and I'll holla at y'all later. And once again, don't forget to follow me on Instagram. Yes, follow me on Instagram. You can find me by going um, by searching Talking with Sam. It's going to be a yellow background of Sam Talking with Sam. I have my corny old face up there. So, yep, we're here together and let's get, let's do this.